where the soul never dies. Peace and love and joy. There won't be no need to see, see the, the, the sisters won't have to make no more beauty shop appointments and, you know, and, 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 and nobody had no reason for gym memberships. And, you know, I'm glad he didn't say where these bodies don't weigh out because some of these bodies just need to be put on side. See, we, we have a new body then, and, and, and as Brother Fraser say, shock trauma would have gone out of business and, you know, we, we won't need none of them things. Won't need dark and lovely to cover up nothing, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm just telling you, <laughs> Beijing and you know, none of that, you know. I'm, I'm telling you, that's going to be a, a good place to go because this soul ain't going to need nothing that God's going to equip it to, to be able to live on for thousands and thousands of years. Now, I'm just looking forward to going to that place. Amen. I want to thank Xavier for leading us in the song service and uh, all the brothers that took part in the service thus far. Uh, good to see Sister Adrian out, and we we was praying for you this morning. We got the word that you had uh, some back trouble. All that work that you put in yesterday with the brothers. We want to thank the brothers that came out and, and helped uh, Sister Calhoun, and she did a wonderful job. and And God say, I'm watering right now with what they was doing out there. Amen. You know, but yeah, you. Uh, when, when Brother Bethia said, what time you left here, you know, I said, good, no wonder her back is hurting, you know, so, but anyway, we just thankful for um, people that come out and thankful for you for all the work that you did out there in the garden yesterday. Uh, it looks lovely, so we're just grateful for that. In, in the text that was read in your hearing, Brother Josh read to you in, in Proverbs chapter 3 and verses 1 through 12. I, I'm not going to read through that again because we're going to deal with all 12 of them verses. So we, in the message, we're going to go to each one of them. So we, we can stay that time. I got a, a long way to go and a short time to get there. So we're we just going we to get to it. Amen? Amen. See, I, I've been doing this series on the book of Proverbs, and it, it's been interesting to me. Uh, I, I, I've always had a desire to take my time and go through Proverbs because there's so much wisdom there. And um, at this particular time, uh, I'm getting a, a double blessing of doing this series, and, and, I'm, and we're using a book in the Thursday morning class. We just started the book of Proverbs. So I'm getting it on a couple of ends, you know. So uh, I'm going to be Proverbs down before it's over with. Amen. And I, and I, and I pray that it um, will be a blessing for me and a blessing for you as well. Today, we, <clears throat> one, one thing I want to say, Proverbs, in, in Proverbs, in the past lessons that we did, in Proverbs chapter 2, presents Solomon as a father who's encouraging his son. It, it, it began with, my son, if thou will receive my words and hide my commandments with thee. So it, 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 was, it was given some it's a commands that he wanted him to do, but, but, but more so than that, Solomon was, was seeking his son to do something for him. And he, he, was, he was telling him to diligently seek after wisdom. He, he did that in verses uh, uh, 1 through 4 in chapter 2. And then after that, he said, if you diligently seek after wisdom, here's going to be the result. And, 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 uh, and 
verses 5 through 22 through the end of the chapter, he said, I want you to seek after wisdom first in the first part. And then he said, I want you to appreciate the benefits of diligently seeking after wisdom. So he said, first you have the, have the mindset that you're going to seek after it. And not just casually, but diligently seek after it. And then once, once you have that persona about yourself, then he said, you're going to get some results because diligently seeking after wisdom has some benefits that come with that. Understand that. If you, have, if you diligently seek after it, God is going to bless you beyond your, your imagination. See, and, and, but now in chapter 3, we actually find Solomon imparting wisdom to his son. And this chapter can be divided into three different segments. We're going to deal with one segment of it today, but it can be divided in three. The first segment is six keys for a good life. That's Proverbs 3, 1 through 12. The, the second one is the value of wisdom, and that's in 13 through 24. And then the last part is six negatives for a wise life. And that's Proverbs 3, 25 through 35. But today we're going to take a look at, which, which is the title of my message, Six Keys for a Good Life. Six Keys for a Good Life. Now, with that being the first one that we want to look at, Six Keys for a Good Life, we need to read verses 1 and 2. Solomon says, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. And, and, and when, when you look at this, it's going to be, he's going to lay it out in a, in a way that the first verse that he says is what he wants you to do, and the second one is going to be the results of doing that. Okay? He says, uh, keep, keep my commandments. He says, for a length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. So God is saying here through Solomon's inspiration, he said, God said, don't forget my laws and keep my commandments. He says, this, in other words, is telling us that, first of all, if he's telling us that the not to forget his laws and keep his commandments, the first point that we need to understand is that we need to know the laws and the commandments. I mean, because he, he wouldn't tell you not to forget something that you never knew. So, you, so, so it's imperative that we know the laws and the commandments that he's talking about so that we won't forget those laws. See, Paul even expressed some, somewhat similar to that in Ephesians chapter number 6 and verses 1 through 3. He said, he says, children, obey your parents in the law, for, in the Lord, excuse me. He says, for this is right. He says, honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou may liveth long on the earth. He's saying the same thing. He said, if you obey uh, God's commandments, honor your parents, he said, that's the first Lord, that, that has promised to you. He said, see, and, and, and basically what, what he's telling us is something that we, we've seen but just haven't realized and haven't put it into play. 
because we have too many parents out here today burying their children because they didn't keep God's commandments or know his laws. See, see, God never intended for parents to bury their kids. He meant for kids to bury their parents. We had too many kids going to their graves before their time because God's laws and commandments was never passed on to them. God said the benefit of doing this, the benefit of knowing my laws and keeping my commandments, he says, is that you will add many more days, years, and peace to your life. Now, see, sometimes we, 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 we hear God say that, but see, we, we don't want that. Uh, well, what's the alternative? What, what, what else do I have? You know, give me the second plan. You know, I know that's plan A, but what's plan B? You know, and if I don't like that, it, do we have a plan C as well? See, but, and, and, and we'll search for something else that will fit what we want to do. See, some, some uh, now know that society offers you different programs for a longer life. It, it, it'll tell you, well, if you have the right diet and, and you add the right supplements and, and, and the right exercise program, you can live a long life with that, you know. And, 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 and we got a program to help you do that, you know. And, and if it doesn't work for you, we guarantee, we'll guarantee it or your money back. You know, they'll, they'll give you all that, you know, and, 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 it, it, and that's not to put that down because that can be good for some people. But, but we're not just talking about an offer with, with a promise of getting your money back, but we're talking about a commandment of God with promise. He said I, this is God's commandment with promise. Now, see, the, the thing about a promise is only as good as the promiser. So, so, but when, when God promised something, you can take that to the bank. You ain't got to worry about uh, reading the fire print and I'm, I, I, I'm going to have to go back and I'm going to have to have my receipt because I want my money back. No, if you, if you go ahead and carry out what God told you to do, you're going to have the results that he promised you that you're going to get. So then the, the second key here that God says, and, and, and we, we want to make sure that we understand that this first key was the commandment of God with promise, which is sure. The second key is the key to popularity. In verses 3 and 4, he says, Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. See, some think that the way to popularity is through good looks, intelligence, or athletic ability. See, so that, that some people just think that if I can do either of them, if I can stay looking good, if, if I can just get my degrees and put them on the wall, if I can, uh, uh, if I had that, Athletic ability, I'm, I, I got a trainer and then I'm working on different things and, you know, I, I'll be popular. But see, God says something else. God says, but our text here is saying the qualities of mercy and truth are the keys not only to popularity but for lasting popularity. He says mercy and truth. 
See, we, 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 we don't, like I said, if we don't want to believe that, or if that doesn't appeal to us, we'll look for an alternative every time. God says, no, he's, God says, don't ever let these qualities leave you. He says, bind them about your neck and write them on the tables of your heart. See, Brother Bill, when I was writing this lesson, I was, I was looking at, and, and I wear a gold chain I, I bought years ago, and, and I have a little pendant on it, and I wear that thing all the time, okay? I, I, I'll take showers with it and, 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 and take my bath, and I, I rarely take that off, you know, but I do take it off. You know, I'll take it off for maintenance to clean it up, you know, I'll clean it up. But see, God said, don't take these off. Don't, don't keep, don't take these two, these qualities that I said. He says, he said, I, I want you to, to keep, bind them around your neck and write them on the tables of your heart. See, any maintenance that you have to do with, for them, you do it with them on, okay? Don't take mercy off and keep truth in your heart, okay? So, so he, he's saying, if you do this, he said he, he wants them there to be in the inner moving parts of your body. He wants truth to be in there. And he wanted to manifest itself on the outside. See, when you got truth on the inside, so you can manifest mercy to people on the outside. See, because truth helps you to understand how merciful he's been to me. And see, I, and, and, you know, when, when somebody, somebody doesn't have to ask you for mercy when, some, when, when you realize how merciful God's been to you. See, it, it's a... It's a when, when you've experienced this thing, it, it, it changes you on the outside. Right. When you've experienced God's mercy and you get into his truth, that causes a change in, in the person. They, they say, see, they, they, we, we had the statement, when you know better, you do better. Yeah. See, you, you, and, and it's not until a lot of times when you experience these things from God that it, it makes that change for you. When you got those things working, you have God's truth because he wants it in your heart. When he sits hard, he's not talking about this thing to pump. He's talking about in your inner being, your intellect and all this. He's, he, I want it in there, he said, because out of there comes the issues of life. When it comes time for uh, 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 manifesting mercy to people, I can't help but do that because when I get to the point where I don't need God's mercy, then I don't have to give it to you. But long as I need God to be merciful to you, I'm going to be as merciful to you as he's been to me and as he continues to be with me. So, so he says, these things I want you to, to keep with, within you and, and bind them around your neck. God said in, in Matthew chapter number 5 and verse 7, he said, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. He's, he's talking about something that, that's, that's, that's greater than any outside things that, that we can get. So he's saying, he's telling us how important mercy is. You're willing to give mercy, then you, you'll always be able to get mercy from God. If, you, if, you, if you're willing to forgive people, you, you can get forgiveness from God. When I get to the point where I don't forgive you, that I don't want to forgive you, then I can't go to him and get forgiveness from him. And when, when you read that in the Bible, that, you, you, the first thing is, because uh, see, everybody got somebody that they don't want to forgive. 
You, but see, you don't know what they did to me. You don't know what Josh did to me. I know what this says, but you don't know. You don't know what he did to me. You know. But but as long as I carry that feeling, I can't go to him. I can't go to God and ask for forgiveness as long as I'm not willing to forgive him. And that that you you just have to grunt and say, Lord, give me strength. Because I know I got to be forgiven because I know I need forgiveness. Amen. So God said, along with being merciful, showing mercy so that you can get mercy from God, the other thing is no one likes a liar. So, so, but a, but a person who walks in the truth will be admired by many. See, so, so just putting on that, uh, 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 that quality of having truth within you is, a, is something that's ad, ad, admirable from a lot of people. And, and not only is it admirable from a lot of people, we're talking about favor with God and man, with these two things, being merciful and walking in the truth. And, and, and all we can say is, are we developing these qualities of mercy and truth in our lives? The third key is the key to successful ventures. The key to successful ventures. In verse number five, we have, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. See, the first thing he's saying is trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord wholly and rely upon God's promises and providence for help and relief in all your affairs. See, we just want to rely on God and the hard stuff. We call hard stuff. You know, I take care of the little stuff, you know, the, the daily stuff I can handle. But when it gets real hard, when I get backed up against the wall and I can't find a way out of this thing, then I want to drop down on my knees and I want to call on God. God said, you don't know in all them so-called little things you thought you was working out. I was there then. I was working that out. All of it is, is, is little to me. The, the big things and the so-called little things, all of it's little to me. So, so we, we got we to gotta trust in Lord, trust in the Lord in all the affairs of our, our lives. And, and he's saying, he's saying, and it starts right there. It starts, first of all, with trusting in him with all thine heart. I mean, holy with your heart. And then he says, lean not unto thine own understanding. In other words, he says, stop spending too much time up here. See, we, we spend too much time up here. And that's where we, we get messed up. We, 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 well, I think, I think this, and I think that, and I think the other. We, 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 we spend too much time up there thinking we have all the answers. And he says, don't keep leaning on your own understanding. See, because when you do that, God... God has made intelligent creatures, and he made them to be dependent on himself. And I use that word intelligent lightly, okay, because he, he, he made us his most intelligent creation, and yet sometimes we're the hardest people to, to trust in God. Everything else will trust in him. You, you don't see the birds around here looking for a counselor or whatever because their life all messed up and animals looking for, you know. No, because they trust in God. He's been providing. 
for them, and, and they just know it's, it's, it's going to happen, okay? We, the birds be flying around our back, and, 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 and all of a sudden, my wife, the Lord touches her heart, and she going in, and she gets bread out there, and she go out there and threw it out there in, in the yard. Put it, it was all over the yard. And, and, I, and, I, and I, I'm at the window as she put out there. I said, I don't see how long it takes them birds to realize, because it wasn't no, and I'm just watching this little Oreo bird over there walking around on the side, and he just pecking in the dirt, in the dirt. The bread over here, I'm saying, fool, the dirt, the bread is over here. I'm waiting for him to get wind of this bread she put over there. And I went away from window for about five or ten minutes, and when I came back, it was birds from everywhere out there just pecking. You know, they was a, the Oreo, I don't know what happened to him, but all these other birds were out there, and they were pecking. I mean, the yard was white with bread everywhere. And, and, and after about, not only the birds was out there, but a squirrel, I seen a squirrel, uh, he, he came up and he was eating up there. And most of the time, them squirrels and birds, they have a little competition, you know. They'll try to get the birds, right? You know, I guess today he said, we on the truce today, you know. He said, because all of us going to get this bread. He went over there and got him a big old piece, and he over there by the tree went, went to the side. He did, Thank you, Lord. You know, so, so he just stung him with his little piece, and the birds was like, they not even worried about him. He busy. We get now. And, and, and after about 10 minutes or so, the, the grass was green again. I mean, it was no specks out there. I said, man, how did they get all this? They just stayed there, and they got everything that she put out there. And, and see, they, they, wasn't, they wasn't out there begging for that. Lord knew what they needed, and he'll provide it through do uh, people who have uh, other things, other things that he's provided them with, he'll use them as a blessing to bless others as well. See, God says, God, he, he said that he made these intelligent creatures and he made them that they'll be dependent on him and he requires them to be conscious of that dependence. See, he said, I want you to know that you're dependent on me. I made you, but I made you with this thing in you that you're going to have to be dependent on me. See, and it's not until, sometimes it's not until we come to God's word and look back on, on statements that we've heard a long time in our life. Uh, me and my wife were talking about it the other day. She was saying, you know, some of them songs that we were listening to and dancing to when we was coming, she said, I didn't even know how crazy them songs was, you know. Some of the lyrics in there, you know. I mean, some foolishness in there. We were just we was having a good time. We didn't even know. We didn't even know. We, we listened to that stuff and they say, what in the world was they saying? You know, we were listening to the beat, you know. And, and you know, but, but, but we hear statements and, and, that was made by mankind that, that makes no sense at all, was foolish. Just for example, when we hear somebody say, uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, I'm a self-made man. You know, see, when I was down and out, I, I reached down and pulled myself up by my own bootstraps. You know, I'm, I'm just like that. I'm a self-made man, you know. And we've heard that before. But when you, when you think about that, you know, God, God hear that stuff and say, wait a minute, fool. Um, First of all, who you think gave you boots to wear, you know? And, and, and then he said, and, and, and second of all, fool, 
uh, who gave you strength enough to pull some bootstraps? And, 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 and third, who, who gave you the ability, mental ability, to even know, to even pull a, a bootstrap, you know? And, and, and with all of that, that ain't going to get you out the situation. See, we think, we think that with, with, with this, this kind of a saying that people say, we, we are suggesting that we improved our own situation. We, I reached down and pulled up my bootstraps to pull myself up by my, you ain't changed nothing. <laughs> you, you haven't changed a thing. God is the one that, that, that changed any of your situation that you might go through. And see, God says, I want you to understand in all your ways that you need to acknowledge me. He said, and I'll direct your path. See, this directing the path, this word direct means to make smooth or straight. And when you put that in here, he says, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall make thy path smooth or straight. Okay? And, and without that, I see, I don't care. We, 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 we go and sit down and make all these plans of what we're going to do and, and how we're going to do it and, and the length of time we're going to do it in. And, and, when I, and when I hear that foolish talk, even today from Christians, well, we have Christians that do that too, you know, I say, uh, you need to go to James. Read what James has to say about that. You know, you that say you're going to go somewhere for a certain amount of time, you're going to do this, thus, and so on. You're going to make money, and you're going to prosper, and you're going to, James said, whoa, 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 pump your brakes, pump your brakes. He said, no. He said, don't you know your life is but a vapor? You're only here for a short while. You don't have no control over these things being prosperous or not. Says you can come up with all these plans you want, and if God doesn't put his finger on it to bless it, it's not going to happen. He said, and, 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 and you forget the most important part. I ain't hear nowhere in there if the Lord wills. If he chooses this to happen, it will happen. If he doesn't, then that's just plans that you made. So, so we, we, we just got to understand that God says, you know, if you acknowledge me in all your ways, I'll make your path smooth or straight. The Lord can help us in our journey in, in life go smoother with his blessing if he chooses to. The question is, are we involving the Lord in our decision-making plan? The, the, next key to, the, the next key is the key to good health. In verses 7 and 8, he says, be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. See, and, and, and when you read this, this kind of touches on the, the past uh, set of uh, uh, keys here. When, when he says, uh, uh, lean not on your own understanding. He says here, be not wise in your own eyes. See, he says, don't be all puffed up with vain conceit about your own wisdom. See, sometimes we can think we, we just smarter than everybody else in the area, okay? And, and see, we, we, we'll get that way. And as 
and we feel as though we're sufficient for conducting all of your life affairs without direction or assistance from God or anybody else. I got my answer. I, I know what I'm going to do. I don't need you telling me. I don't need nobody. You know, you know I don't need nobody to tell me nothing, you know. And see, when we, when we say that, we, we make it seem like I'm talking about y'all, but I'm talking about everybody. You know, him and y'all too, you know. So, so we, I, don't, I don't need nobody to tell me nothing. You know, I'm captain of this ship, you know, and all that, all that kind of stuff. And, and God just looked at us like we done bumped our heads. See, we, 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 can, we can let that ruin us from all the blessings that God wants to, to give us. See, where, where the statement says here, fear the Lord and depart from evil, uh, other places where that's used in the Bible, where that appears, it, it carries a kind of cause and, and effect type action to it. See, because that's when he's talking about, when he says fear the Lord, he's talking about have reverential fear for God. And where that's experienced, by mankind, it causes them to depart from evil. Y'all see that? He said, fear the Lord. Let's, let's look at the verse. He says, be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. See, when we stop trying to be so smart in our own mind and, and turn and, 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 and exercise the reverential fear, of God that we should have, and, and, and we compare ourselves to God, we see how little and vile we look compared to God. And, and, that, and that should make us, I need to get my life straight. I, you know, I, I, I'm just a mess. And, and I'm grateful that he didn't let me perish, you know, years, months, whatever ago. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, when, when you realize that, and, and, and you have that fear, you say, I, I need to turn away from this foolishness, this mess I've been doing, and get my life right Amen. with God. See, that's that cause and effect type thing. See, this departure from evil not only frees us from guilt, anxiety, stress of sin that weighs so heavily on our body as well as our souls. See, we, we, when we turn away, when we had that reverential fear of God and it causes that change in our mind that I need to turn away from these other things that that's strongholds and stuff that had me bound see once I do do that see that's going to free me up from as I say some of that the guilt of my sin that I'm doing that I might have been sneaking to do and and the anxiety that's been in my life and the stress because all those things causes problems not only to your body but to your soul your body is around here you, you, if, if drinking was your thing and that was your sin and then you got after years of doing it you got cirrhosis of the liver and you been sneaking around and with this one and that one and you got some kind of std and you know and, and all these different things that going on in our life and and after it beats this body up so 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 much that it's it's good for nothing. Then you got to deal with God. It's for the enemy, that soul that you've been been plaguing for all that time. So he said, he said, be not wise in thine own eyes, and fear the Lord, and depart from evil. And when you do that, 
the result is going to be, it'll be health to your navel and marrow to you. You're going to have healthy body, body and mind, when you turn away from all that other foolishness that we've been dealing with. See, the, the, the question is, are you developing the fear of the Lord and departing from, and, and, and departing from sin as a part of your wellness program? See, do you have a wellness program of fearing God more and departing from sin? The, the next key is the key to prosperity. In verses 9 and 10, we read, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with thy firstfruits of all, all thine increase. So shall thy bonds be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. See, what he's saying is we need to give of our best to the Lord and put him first. See, because in the Old Testament, when this wasn't done, it resulted in hardship to the people that was doing it. See, when Israel didn't put God first, y'all, y'all read it in, in Malachi, what he, he say, well, man robbed God, when, he, when he's talking about, but also in Haggai. Turn to Haggai chapter one, and we're going to start at verse six. Hey, guy. All right. Got this new Bible. I can't stand this thing. Excuse me. I, I mean to say that because I'm used to my old Bible when I can just slap the page and it just roll to where I wanted to go. And this, the pages are stuck together. I ain't broken in yet. And I got four pages apart. Okay. Uh, I told you we're going to Haggai 1. I still ain't got there. Give me, give me time, Lord. I got to get my old Bible back out here. I'm getting, ready, I'm getting ready to help somebody else get there. I need help to get there. Come on, man. The book is small. And hold up. Okay. Where is the book? Right. Okay. That's where I was going. I, it was the, these pages being stuck together. It, it, it was jumping over that. It's jumping from Ze Ze Zephaniah to Zechariah. And, and I'm missing this, this little two page uh, book in here. So, hey amen. I got it. I got it there. Thank you. So, so anyway, in Haggai, chapter number one, beginning at verse six, and we read, you have sown much and you bring in little. You eat, but you have not enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe you, but none is warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put it into bags with holes. In other words, he's saying you, 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 you so dependent on, on, on making money, you out there getting all the overtime you can. You got your name permanently on the overtime list, you know, and you don't want to give me no time. You, you can't come to nothing that, that I'm involved in. He said, but all that money that you're making, 
you putting it in, in, in pockets with holes in it. Yeah. I mean, you're, not, you're never going to get to enjoy that because something's going to always be breaking down. The car's going to be breaking down, the, the stove, the refrigerator, the washing machine, whatever. You know, something's going to be acting up where you're never going to get to enjoy it, and you're going to be worn out from all that overtime. And at the end of it, you can say, I ain't get to enjoy none of this because you didn't give him first. He says, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountain and, and bring wood and build the house, and I will take pleasure in it. He says, and I will be glorified, saith the Lord. He look, you look for much, and lo, it came to little. And when you uh, brought it home, I did blow, uh, blow upon it. Why, saith the Lord of hosts? Because of my house that is in waste, and you run every man unto his own house. Uh, yesterday, when we was out here trying to get some work done, we was lacking workers. And, 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 and sister looked at me, and she said, where's the help? You know, I said, sister, I say, welcome to ministry. You know, we've been trying to get help. You know, we've been needing servants in, in the kingdom for the longest. I say, and we're not the only church that's suffering from that. You know, but, but God said, you can't keep running doing your business and my business is going undone. See, we got we to we put God first. See, we, we, real, we don't realize he, he blessing us with having our houses to go back to. You know, other pastors talk about you living in your paneled houses and, and the house of, the, of God is falling apart. So, so we, we, you know, it doesn't take much time. You know, if we just had... I mean, we had six people that say, I'm going to give one hour, you know, and you can put me on a stop right there if you want, but I'm going to give that one hour I'm here, I'm going to work. We just finished everything that had to be done out there. But some of that work was left undone because we didn't have enough workers that, that put God first and, and dedicated their time. We got, we, got, we got to stop that, you know, and I, 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 this, was, this wasn't in my lesson, but while I was passing by, I, I wanted to drop that. You could, that's important. We, we got to stop, we, we got to stop putting God second to um, the things that we wanted to do. And, 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 and I just want to say, I took the time, I did a class yesterday, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn. Now, I did a class, and I say I'm going to give some time because I'm there, and I wanted to be of some help. And I was telling them, uh, I was telling uh, Xavier, because me and Xavier worked around back, and, and that guy, that, that guy got some energy. I like working with him, you know. So, and we worked with a few projects already. That, that's my man right there when we when it come for work. But I, I was doing it, and I know that I'm going to pay for this on the back end because I need to be home preparing this lesson. I wasn't finished this. I say, oh, I, I say, but I'm here now. I'm going to do this work. I deal with that when I get home, you know. And I was up late, my wife would tell you, up late trying to think, because I couldn't come to y'all today and say, well, I was here at the building yesterday and I don't have no lessons, okay? But, but that's the sacrifices we have to make. So, so, so he says, uh, verse 9, is that 9 where I'm at? He said, you look for much, and lo, it came to little. I think I read that. Uh, Let's, let's go down to 10. He says, therefore, the heaven over you uh, is stayed from dew. It, God said, because you wouldn't do what you had to do to my house. He said, therefore, the heaven over you is stayed from dew, and the earth is stayed from her fruit. And I, and I call for a drought upon the land and upon 
the mountains and upon the corn and upon the new wine and upon the oil and upon that which the ground bringeth forth and, and upon men and upon cattle and upon all labor of thy hands. And, and I, I read that the, just to, to show you, the Lord said in, in verse 10, he said, I call a drought. Since you won't do for me, I'm calling a drought on all y'all stuff. You, your crops ain't going to grow right. You ain't going to have this. He's saying all the labor of your hands. You're going to be working and you ain't going to be able to prosper from it because you won't give me the first fruits. And, and, and when I read that, I said, wow. I say, God, God will do that. He'll stay any blessings from you if, if we continue not to uh, bless him for all that he does for us. So we did, and he did it then, and, 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 and believe me, he'll do it today. See, and in the New Testament, it, it, it's not that, that much difference in the New Testament. Because uh, God, and the, if we don't put God in his kingdom first, you will not enjoy his providential care. He tells us in Matthew 6, 33, 6, 31 through 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things that you, you're trying to get. He said, I'll give you them things. You're too busy running out here trying to get them. I'm, I'm going to get these things, you know. And God said, no, seek me first. I already know you need them. I can bless you with them things just like that. In fact, I've already said okay to them. I haven't said okay when because you're too busy running off. I'm not going to keep blessing you with stuff for you to be more unappreciative about. So when we turn and appreciate him, seek him first, a lot of the things we want in life, we are we running around trying to get it. When, when If we seek God, God already know what we need. And he said, I'm going to bless you. I'm waiting to bless you with those things when you start, when you get your priorities in order. See, and, and I really like I really like this verse, where 2 Corinthians 9 and 6. Turn to that, please, because I, I want, want us to go out here having seen this. I, I, years ago, when I, from keep hearing this verse being read during the offering and, and other times in Bible study classes, and, and then when I came to study it and, and understand it, I, I just began to like this verse because of the verse with promise. And, 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 and direction, and I just say, well, this became a, a favorite verse for me. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6, beginning at 6, it says, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. He's he giving you a, a, a sowing and reaping uh, 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 lesson here. He said, Every man according as he has purposed in his heart, so let him give. So he's telling you, you got a purpose in the beginning, how you going to give. You purpose at the beginning of your money, not the end. See, we don't, we don't, we don't do that. See, you know how we do it, right? We say, well, uh, here got my money. I, you know, I got it. Um, GMC, they, they get this. I got to get them that. And then, mm, Sears, they got to get this, and then they got, oh, Xavier, $2, and, and then uh, I owe Jeff $1 here, and mm, I owe Josh this, and 
Dang, I got to have a dollar for lunch. Well, here you go, Lord. This is yours. You, you know that's how we do. We, we give God at the end of our money instead of at the beginning. So, so and, and, and then it, those that call itself being slick and want to give them, I say, I'm going to give it to them at the beginning, but what am I going to? What am I going to ask him to bless? Am I going to give him off of my gross or off of my net? You know, well, I want him to bless. I want him to bless my gross or my net, okay? So, so, so and we, we, we play them games with God. But God said here, you know, if, if, you, if you, sow, you, you sow sparingly, that's how you're going to reap. Sow bountifully. You're going to read. He said, every man according as his purpose in his heart. And see, sometimes we know we purpose to give this. Then I get sick for a couple of days, and I don't, I don't get, you know, and if you don't work, you don't get paid, you know. So for some people, some people have sick days. But I, I'm, you know I missed a couple of days this week, and I, I don't have my regular money, so, you know, I'll catch up with you, uh, you know. We want to shorten God. On, on that, because we didn't, we see, I found that if you purpose in your heart to do something, see, see, God, uh, God go, going to bless that, because he says, he says, as you purpose in your heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Here it is, this is the part I like. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always and I got this underlined, always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. That means he said, I'm going to keep it coming in to, for you. Did you miss a few days? But you know what? I'm going to keep them checks coming into you. You're going to always be sufficient to every good work that you want to do. See, see, we, we got to understand that we can't outgive God. You can't outgive God. You know, and if you stay faithful in, on your end, he, we already know he's going to be faithful. Amen. So when I read that, I say, this talking about God's faithfulness. He, he gonna, if I be faithful to him, he already say, well, you already know how I carry it, okay? I'm, I'm going to be faithful. You, you the one got the problem. So, so but, but if we do that, and, and, and believe me, I'm not saying this because it sounds like something nice. I, this is what I've experienced. I, I've experienced because it's been, you know, a long time since I've been without, totally without. I remember sometimes in the past I was without. I had spent checks from two weeks before I made them. Okay, I was that was already gone. Okay, but 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 when you be faithful to God, He'll be faithful to you. And and that's such a when when you experience that, you just want to tell somebody. You want to share that with somebody. Say, don't rob God. Don't shorten him. You know, if you, you, you purpose something, give that. And, 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 and it helps. For you, it helps when you give it off the top. Give it and don't even, don't even count that. You know, this is God's. Now, let's, let's see who else. Let me see if I'm going to rob Peter, Paul, or Mary, whatever, whoever, you know. But somebody else getting cut short, but he not, okay? I'm going to be faithful to him, okay? Because he's been faithful to me. Amen. So, this... Uh, then, see, what we, what we understand, the key to prosperity is understanding that we cannot outgive God. Give him the first fruits of our time, our energy, and money, and see how richly he repays. The last key that we want to look at is the key to accepting 
the Lord's discipline. We said, hmm, that word discipline. See, we, we, we got we to gotta understand that God's going to do that. And in our last verses here, verse 11 and, and 12, and it reads, My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he corrects, correct us, even as a father, the son in whom he delights. See, we, we, are, we are to value divine chastening as the actions of a loving father. See, there, there are too many people out here that's, that's locked up who, who wish they had somebody who cared about them. You know, if you, if you were walking in these jails, it's, it's so many people that's in there and they, they, they're saying, I wish I'd had somebody to correct me when I was out there in the street. I wish I was in a family that somebody cared uh, about me. And, and, but but my, my people was too busy trying to be my friend instead of my parent, and they didn't correct me. I, I, see, the, 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 the scripture tell us, man, I, 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 think, I don't think I wrote this down, but let me see if I can, uh, about sparing the rod. 23, I think, um, Proverbs. Let me see if I got it. Because I was surprised at what this said. Uh, 23 and 13? 13, 13 and 20-something, 20, uh, 20 I think. Okay. All right. Thank you, Eric. Thir 13, Proverbs 13 and four, 24. Okay. Thank you. Proverbs 13 and 24. And it says, He that spareth his rod hateth you hear that? Hateth his son. But he that loveth him chasteneth him betimes. You said betimes. What is that? That means early. Get them when they're young. See, you got you to start correcting when they're young. You can't, you can't go up to, you know, 15, 16-year-old and you're trying to, you know, that tree is bent. That, that tree is like this, you know. See, if you know about anything about correcting growth, see, when the plant... When a plant, you, you grow on a plant and it, it starts it start doing like this, start leaning like that, you know. See, what you have to do with that plant, you got to turn the plant around to, to see, see if, it, if it's leaning away from the light. You got to turn it towards the light so the light can pull it. It'll start growing towards the light. Then after, and, and it, it grows too far like it, then you turn around like it, so it grows like it. And, and after a while, it starts growing. So, so when they're going wrong, then, then you got to turn it towards the light early. You got to do it early because you can't, 15 years old, man, you know, that, that, look, it's it bent like that, you know, you got to take a stick and put it in there, you know, and prop it up and, 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 and bend, the, bend the branch back like that and tie it around. You know, you got to do all that work and, and, and you might end up breaking it because you waited too long. You waited too long to correct it, but he's, this says you got to do it early in the B times. See, when little Junior or 
the, the Sally running around there, and, and, and they've been watching the videos, and, you know, and they've been learning behavior from that and whatnot. And See, you got to get them then. You got to let them know who's boss then and understand that, look, look, I'm not your friend. I'm, I'm your father. I'm your mother. You know, you're going to do what I say. And, and if you don't, see that door over there? Don't let that hit you on the way out, you know. But you, know, but you, you ain't going to be around here and be disobedient to me, okay? Because it says if you spare the rod, not that you dislike or whatever. It says you hateth your son. And, and, and see, but we, we say, well, I, I don't discipline my children because it, it, it will scar them, you know. It, it leaves them scarred. I, I, you know, I got beat when I was young, and I, I promised I wouldn't do that to them. Yeah, I wouldn't put them through what, through, through what I went through, okay? This says if you, smoke, if you spare the rod, you, you, you think this ain't going to leave them scarred? It says you hate them. Okay, and you, you don't care about it. And there's so many, like I said, it's over there in them jails who are scarred because people didn't correct them. See, if you see uh, 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 correction, as, as it says in Hebrew, that's a sign of love. That's it. And, and it says, whom the Lord loveth, he, he wear that. <laughs> He wear it out, okay? So he said, because I want, he said, I want, I want to beat the devil out you. I want to get the, get the devil out you, okay? So he's he going to correct you, and that's what we need to do. We need to beat the devil out there. Now, I ain't talking about go crazy. Don't, don't, I ain't trying to condone that. Don't, don't say I was telling people to whip people, you know, to beat the devil out of them. But you, you want to drive that far from them, okay? So, so uh, and, and look. After, after all that, I, I, I looked on here, and right there was the verse that I asked Eric for. Amen. You see, that's what not taking time to look at your own stuff you put down here. Amen. Okay. So, but, but whatever persecution or hardship God allows in our lives, remember, it's for our good. And if we are children, we should expect discipline from God. I'm I'm, I'm almost finished. I got two verses. In Hebrews 12, Hebrews 12, this just talks about God and his love for those whom he disciplined. Hebrews 12 and verses 7 through 11. And the message is going to be yours. Hebrews 12, 7, it says, If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not. But if you be without chastisement, he says, wherefore are you partakers? Then are you bastards and not sons, illegitimate children. He says, furthermore, we have had fathers of the flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of light, of spirit, and live? He says, for they verily for, our, for a few days chasing us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. He said, now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyful, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterwards it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. I, I laugh when I, when I read that because it's so true. He says, this, this last verse, he said, no chastening when you're giving it out. 
when, when a person getting it, it's not pleasurable when you get, but grievous. He said, but afterwards, he said, nevertheless, after it yielded, you, you know, when some, some of them beatings that we got, it yielded the, the, the peaceable fruits of righteousness. Because I remember I was out back playing with matches one day and, and set my house on fire. You know, it, it, it set some stuff on fire there. When my mother finished exercising in, in that house, I ain't never played with matches out there no more. It only took that one time. But, man, I played with them somewhere else, but, I, you, but not around there. You know? I ain't going to do that no more. But, but it yielded. It yielded the, the, the peaceable fruits of righteousness. I'm talking, uh, God's word is true. See, but we got we to gotta understand, do we really appreciate the positive role of discipline in our lives? Because we, we, a lot of times we, we're not happy about that. But like I say, I'll guarantee you, if you walk through these uh, places where people are incarcerated, they'll wish that somebody had corrected them then. Because if you don't correct your children within the house, the state got a place for them where they are corrected. If you lack it, they'll, they'll give it to you. How blessed are many lives would be if people would implement these six keys for good life. And our next lesson, we'll talk about the value of wisdom. I, I pray that you go back and you look at some of these things that we talked about tonight because they are some good keys for a good life if we just go ahead and implement them. And whether we're successful on the first try, we need to just keep coming back and doing it because these are things that God wants us to do anyway and anything that he wants us to do he'll help us to do he's not going to ask us to do anything that he won't equip us to do he don't call the equip he equips the call Amen. so when, when you come to him he'll give you the things that you need to work out his way in your life amen I'm done bro so if you're here tonight and you haven't obeyed the gospel where you can you can come in the realm where you can get this wisdom, get the help you need from God. It starts with hearing God's word, believing his word, making up your mind that I need to change. See, we go through stuff and we say, I've been doing these things for X amount of years and I don't see no change. In fact, it's gotten worse. I, I need to just let go and let God. It's called repentance. When you're ready to do that, God say, I've been waiting for you to come to this point. Say, come on. Now all you got, now, now we need to, we confess the sweetest name on mortal tongue, that is that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and be baptized for the remission of our sin. God said, now I can help you like I've been wanting to help you all the time. And then once we come out, out, of, out of that pool there, then we start living righteously then. Now we got all the help that we need. And it starts when you get out there. It's not over. with. That's when it starts. You're in the race now. And then live faithfully until death. He said, I got a crown of life for you. Amen. So we're going to stand and sing the hymn of invitation. And, and maybe you might need prayer. We bid you to come as we sing the hymn of invitation. For the simple and the sad ringing, ringing 